you know who would piggyback onto that would be Dale Budge. Any uh, any excuse to hang out with the lads, Budge, he'd be the first man up. Morning, Dale. I'd be uh, I'd be very keen. Have you been to the AFL before? No, no, never have. And uh, I, I look. I don't follow it that closely, but I, you know, whatever time I have spent in Australia, I've enjoyed watching on the TV, and, and I reckon it'd be something I could very easily get into with a little bit of time. Yeah. Oh, any any chance at all the sense of the occasion was too big for the Warriors last night? Nah, nah. I, I, to be honest, mate, I'm disappointed that I didn't see, that didn't, didn't predict this coming. There was enough evidence out there to, to make a, a pretty safe prediction uh, when you weigh up all the factors, that the Warriors were out of juice after 15 minutes. Um, you know, they played on short turnaround. I know Melbourne did too, but, you know, you've got to consider where they, what they did last Friday night against the Dragons. They they had 37% possession, which meant they tackled themselves stupid and burned a whole lot of gas last week. You've then got to have the international travel back uh, against a, a team that was incredibly motivated. And that might be the biggest factor, actually, was just how motivated Melbourne was, given that they haven't been anywhere near their best this season. That was absolutely sublime football. The Warriors were 12 nil down and hadn't put a foot wrong. They, they literally have not done a thing wrong in, tw- in, in 12, first 12, 13 minutes of the game and were 12 nil down. And then all of a sudden, they gave away a penalty. They missed a tackle. Next thing, it's a try. It's 18 nil. Uh, off the next set, another penalty, piggybacking uh, the storm out of their end. And they, they spent 15 minutes without the ball and the game was gone. It was 30 to nil. And they really didn't do a whole lot wrong until the fatigue kicked in. They fell off some one-on-one tackles that the handling errors came in. And I, I think a lot of that is almost... I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses here because I've bagged the Warriors uh, last season when they got they got whacked by scorelines um, similar to that. But there was nothing in that game that, that makes me concerned that what we saw over the first seven weeks was, was not sustainable and they won't bounce back against the Tigers. Disappointing performance, but the writing was on the wall and, and we all probably should have seen it coming. So now they've got the 10-day break, haven't they, before it's a home game against the Tigers on Saturday, May the 5th. Isaac Luke won't be playing in that game. What do you think Stephen Kearney does to replace him? Yeah, good question because Isaac Luke's been very impressive. Um, Their uh, understudy uh, hooker and Nathaniel Roach is out for the season, so he's not an option. And so now you're looking at either young guys like Cook or, um, or, or playing players possibly out of position. And uh, I, I don't know that we, we saw Jazz Tavanga really establish himself as a, as a starting quality uh, dummy half. And I mean, that's, not, that's not a criticism of Tavanga. I think he's played well at lock and, and coming on as a back rower and, and, um, uh, so far this season. But getting starting minutes out of him in, in the nine jumper, I'm not sold on that idea. You look, you could look at playing Mason Leno with, at hooker, I suppose, don't know that he's got an awful lot of experience there. So, look, it is a problem. That's a big problem that Stephen Kearney's going to have to face. And to me, that's that's the biggest area of concern to come out of this game. It's not so much, well, how do you go and... Re- they don't have to completely go back and, and start again, but they need, to, they need to find out what they're going to do at hooker. And I guess Cook's probably the first guy that they'll look at and, and then whether they feel comfortable mixing and matching after that, are they going to have to? Yeah, to me, to me, Dale, they could have done with a Torhu Harris last night, but because of his ability with the ball, he's hard, he runs well, makes good metres, of course, and it's just ever so dangerous. Do you? Is there a chance that they're a bit same-same with Adam Blair and Simon Mannering in that loose forward trio together, particularly when Harris is not available? I think you're asking a lot of Simon Mannering at this point in his career and at this point in his season, bearing in mind, you know, he, he started late. He doesn't look to be 100% up to match fitness just yet. And playing him on the edge, I think you're asking a lot um, of, of a guy that's, that's probably had his his edge days 
beyond him. And, and you know, Simon Mannering to me is, is the greatest Warriors player that I've seen play over, over the years. And I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm bagging him out. Um, but I think he's more suited to the 13 jersey these days, playing in the middle, and especially until he can get up to speed and he's at 100% match fitness, which to me just doesn't look quite there yet. Yeah, I, I think they lose a lot with Torhu Harris. But, mate, to be honest, as you said um, before the interview started, there is, it wouldn't matter who the Warriors, if they'd been at 100% full strength, I don't think that would have made a blind bit of difference last night. Melbourne was so far better than them. I think they would have whacked 30 points on any team in the competition with the way they played. Uh, last night, the, 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 there were some disappointing elements. Yeah, the Warriors got to arm grabbing and and some of the decision making with the ball that led to errors. You know, in that real fatigue period of the game, the back end of the first half was disappointing. But you know, I, I thought they showed a bit of character in the second half. The Warriors team last year would have come out being flat in the second half, and and that could have ended up being well, it was I mean fifty points as it was, but that could have been record score material if, if um you know the mood that Melbourne were in and, and the way that the the Warriors had had led in tries in the first half. The second half could have been very ugly, but I thought they showed a bit of character. They dominated large periods of the second half. And yeah, and there wasn't a lot between the two sides in, in the second 40. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's as bad as the scoreline suggests. If you didn't see the game, I, I, I wouldn't think the scoreline is, is a true indication of how badly the Warriors played. It's more an indication of just how good Melbourne was. And, and do you think, too, Mason Lenor and Anthony Galling have done enough to give Stephen Kearney pause for thought as far as selections go for next week? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Lino, Lino missed a couple of tackles last night, but he wasn't the lone ranger. There were plenty of guys that, that missed tackles and, and guys that are noted defenders too, I might say. So, um, look, he, yeah, he's he certainly played well in his opportunities thus far, and, and I don't think last night will, will count against him in a, in a huge way. I mean, Sean Johnson is Sean Johnson. He'll naturally come back into the side as soon as he's fit. But but Leno's certainly in the equation, and they may may seriously consider him spending some time at dummy half. Uh, Gelling's been tremendous. Oh, gee, I, I don't know. I, I think he might have possibly leapfrogged some of the other centre contenders. We haven't seen Ashford. We, we haven't seen Beal as yet, and Solomon Akata's out out injured and due back any time. But Gelling's played really, really well, defensively and, and um, with, with the ball in hand. And I think he ran for something like 200 metres last night in a, in a losing cause um, and, and looked pretty good every time he touched the footy. So, yeah, I, I think he certainly comes into into the equation in, in terms of uh, you know a, a first-choice 17. Did you get yourself to a sausage sizzle yesterday? No. No, I didn't. No. Um, had a nice lunch out. Um, no, it was a bit of a recovery, to be honest. Had a rather large week and, and enjoyed my... My Anzac Day, pretty quiet Anzac Day. Had the quiz, so so this this was also the case for me. I heard the score at half time before I got home, so I didn't watch the first half live. I uh, did the old live pause thing and, and got home and, and watched it from in, in delay as such. And so hearing the score and then seeing the performance, so I was expecting it to be a a really disappointing, you know, Warriors of old revert well, to, to type. It do you know what that wasn't the case? Do you know what happened to me, Budgie? I was watching with my mother last night. And she was she's a caring lady and was and was worried about my my well being and then that I got enough sleep. And she said, "Do you think you'll sit up and watch the entire game, or do you think you might need some sleep?" And I said, "Oh well, I, you know what, Mum? I'll probably watch the whole game unless it's forty nil at half time, <laughs> in which case I'll probably go to bed." But I stuck true to my word. It was only thirty eight, so I stuck with it. Well, there you go. Well done. Incidentally, boys, just just a little a little thing that I've noticed with the draw, and this is where to me it's it's almost unacceptable. The Roosters have had one game outside of Sydney in the first eight weeks of this competition. They had to drive an hour up the coast, the Central Coast, to Gosford. They played last Thursday night and had six days to back up. The Warriors and Dragons had to play in Auckland a day later. Both of them play, not just one team. Both of them play the next week and have an international travel flight involved in that, and they get the Friday game. 
Why on earth was, was the Dragons and the Warriors not last Thursday to give those sides maximum time to recover? Conspiracy. Conspiracy. You've, you've been taking text messages from one A. McLaughlin, haven't you, Dave? <laughs> no, no. I came to that conclusion all on my own. I'm, I've been waiting for the Mac, Mac uh, phone call to, to, to point it out to me, but that's a disgrace. The Mac, the Mac train's never late on that one. Yeah, the, it's, not, it's not like it's helping the Roosters, though. I have to say they're four for four. Uh, four and four. Uh, thanks to Dale Budge.